Hi, it's tardy to the party. He's Bill Mudge, and I'm Daniel Rudis. We fill our pop culture holes with various pieces of meal we missed the first time around, and he bounced back and forth with that the, the Disney Through the Decades section on the Disney Plus service. I'll get that down at some point. <laughs> this time, Bill decided he wanted me to fill one of my pop culture holes, which I got no problem with. And he wanted a little treat, so I decided to give him a treat. Hey, it's 1979's The Jerk, one of Bill's favorite comedies. It is. What's your experience with The Jerk? Cause I have none. <laughs> okay, because, yeah, this is this is one of your things that you've never seen before, but you were very nice to me this week because we've got through not terrible stuff recently, but Bambi... And some other things were kind of slow that we'd watch. They weren't terrible, but yeah, this is a little bit of a treat. At least for me. What did... Is it too early to ask you what you thought of the the jerk? Um... <laughs> so... <laughs> don't, don't think that is something foreboding. I didn't hate this movie at all. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I'm not, like, so... invested. I understand this movie's dumb as shit. And like that's that's I cannot I I cannot get offended by anyone's opinion about the jerk because it's intentionally stupid. It's like well, like, if someone doesn't like UHF, I'm not gonna get all like oh whatever yeah it's not supposed to be high art or anything like that yeah. Okay, so I I took zero notes because I had a busy week, but yeah. Um, so we'll just have a casual conversation. And I also, oh, okay, that's I fine. think with also I don't think our note taking um the way we usually do it works per se for comedies because then you're just describing jokes and who wants to hear two people describing jokes from a movie well why are there so good jokes like like the kid's shirt says bullshit that, yeah that warrants a very very tedious like uh deconstruction and conversation about that kid's shirt yeah so um, as I was watching it, um, oh, I, I can. Although if we don't do ahead. the blow blow blow, we're gonna miss out on the fact that the the credits font is from Beetle Adventure Racing. Oh, which is we won't miss out. For no that wonder I love this so much because those are two mm -hmm. of my favorite things: is the Jerk and Beetle Adventure Racing. Anything that uses that font. Anyway, go ahead. Where does be this this movie fall in your top comedies? Because I'm I'm you guessing I'm guessing Ghostbusters is your number one. Oh man, that's a good fucking question. You know what? Actually, Raising Arizona may be my number one. Uh, mm. You know what? It's actually it's. I love the jerk, but it's it's. I I love it because it's. I was thinking about this last night. How it, it it's not like the obviously this is not the first movie to star a comedian in the world. For fuck's sakes, there's been a million movies that have starred comedians throughout all of movie history. But name this, one. At least from my perspective, uh. Well, <laughs> It's <laughs> so, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to articulate this in a way that may, does not make it sound like I'm suggesting that Steve Martin invented the comedy movie format. But I, of all this, there's this whole genre of comedy movies that I love, which is the adult idiot adventure movie. That's also doubling as a vehicle for a comedian. Usually, his first attempt at a feature film, uh, like Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Um, uh, you asked Weird Owl with UHF. Uh, even even down to I guess I don't not that I have a lot of experience with them. We only watched one of those movies, but even like the um, oh god, of Ernest shit, mm. which also means you could also lump terrible shit like Yahoo Serious and the. But it's it's the idea of someone like yeah they they decided they're like either they create a character or they have a character or. But they bring their stage persona. A stand-up comedian takes their stage persona and tries to build a movie around it. And it's usually with the, with the person being an idiot, living in this idiot reality. And I'm trying to think of other movies that are kind of like this, but The Jerk 
seems to be kind of the seminal one for me, where it kind of sets this template of, like, this idiot man-child going out into the world. And I, I think that's part of the reason why I love... I mean, I love the movie a lot on its own merits. I'm sorry, I've got a cat who's trying to walk over my, me and my keyboard right now. Well, and that's the other thing, too, especially because I first saw this as a kid. I was, like, eight years old when I first saw this on, like, an HBO or whatever. And <laughs> it was one of the first times as a kid I saw an adult acting like... Not, you know, not exactly like a child, but, like, it's very childlike. It made me realize, like, oh my god, adults can still be as stupid as, as we kids are. And it's it's also kind of a nice bit of a projection, because uh, mm -hmm. Navin Johnson totally acts and behaves like a child would. And I'm like, oh, then, but he goes out into this adventure, he gets his first job, he gets a cute girlfriend. And, like, so as a kid, it's almost kind of like projection. I'm like, oh, this is what being a... Not that yeah, I thought, like, this is what being an adult is like, but, like, oh, this is what a child thinks being an adult. Not like a responsible adult, but like, I don't know, it's just, there's just something funny about that whole thing. And, which is like, it's terrible, because I guess part of the reason we're talking about uh, the jerk too is, obviously, <laughs> we killed Carl Reiner by talking about It's a Mad Mad World and talking about how, repeatedly, how Carl Reiner was the only person in that movie, major star in that movie that was still alive, and he died like... Mm -hmm. Two days after we recorded that episode. Yeah. And so Carl Reiner did a whole bunch of stuff. He was on, you know, he wrote for like our show of shows. And I think he created uh, the Dick Van Dyke show, which I guess is that's why Carl Reiner wound up directing this movie. Because I guess the background of the jerk is that uh, Steve Martin was a stand-up comedian. And he was a very good one. He was pretty popular. He had a whole bunch of stand-up albums and stuff like that. And so he just decided, hey, I'm gonna, I want to start making movies. And he decided he wanted to kind of craft movies involving a lot of his routines from his stand-up routine. Because I guess I need to sit down and listen to some Steve Martin albums. I've only seen, like, his comedy specials and the stuff he did on Saturday Night Live, which involves a lot of his material from his albums. But, like, one of his shticks was opening his set by saying, I was born a poor black child, which, of course, is kind of the foundation of this whole movie. And so uh, I guess he was popular enough that whenever he went to Hollywood say, I want to make a movie... Well, I guess Universal signed him up, signed up, and then they were just like, "Oh, that's great! We'll make a movie with you. Who do you want to direct?" I guess Steve Martin was like, "I love Carl Reiner because I love the Dick Van Dyke Show and all this other stuff he did back in the '50s. Let's see if we can't get him to direct." And I guess they hit it off well enough in this that they went on to direct, like, or went on to make like four more films together. None of which I've seen, which is, which mm. is ridiculous considering how much I love The Jerk. But <laughs> from what I've seen from those other movies, they never looked very good. Uh, which I could also understand why the jerk may not look very good to someone else if they weren't like raised on it like I was. So that's why I can't throw have any fault with you kind of being kind of eh about this movie because it is kind of an acquired taste. Um, and even if you do like the genre of stupid stand-up comedian movies, like I said, which involves like UHF and stuff like that. Even this as being an example of that genre, I can also see, like, maybe you didn't love this one. Because it's kind of a slow movie. And yeah. it's very 70s. Yeah. And there's... And, like, yes, so, I, I, it, this movie's so baked into my DNA that I, I have a hard time appreciating what how this comes off to anyone else who's watching this for the first time. So, yeah, that's... But that, okay, so... Yeah. Um... This movie reminded me, and it's it's interesting, well, it's not really interesting, but it'll become interesting, hopefully, as I talk about it, but it's interesting that you mentioned, like, seeing this at 8, and I, it, it, this movie feels like, 
I feel like if I had seen it at that age bracket, it would have, it would have been the same impact for oh. me because this feels like the 70s, late 70s, early 80s generational type of movie as yeah. I grew up with Jim Carrey's movies. Yeah. Well, that's, that's like exactly... That, same, that yeah. same feeling as watching Ace Ventura as watching this. It's just a, it's a bunch of stupid shit. Happening with somebody who's just wiggle woggling around, and that's part of his whole. Sh- that's what he. I. It, it maybe if I. It maybe if I wiggle like there's ants in my pants, people will laugh. That's also like Adam Sandler. That's part of the appeal why I wanted to watch Billy Madison just to like educate myself a little because there was that whole '90s school. It feels like, like yeah. So it like it almost seems like the genealogy goes with there's the jerk, and then you have like Pee Wee's Big Adventure and UHF in the '80s. In the '90s, you get yeah the, the one-two punch of Adam Sandler and Jim Carrey. Which, my, my housemates and I, none of us really care that much about Jim Carrey, but we were watching a YouTube video where for some reason someone dropped in a clip. Have you seen, like, both the Ace Ventura movies? Yeah, the second one's dog shit. Oh, which one is the one where he ends up in the rhinoceros's ass? That's the first, well, no, second Just one. randomly someone had a clip of that. And we were, it was one of those things where we were like, oh, we don't care much for Jim Carrey. We're not going to laugh at this. This is stupid. But we actually did find ourselves cracking out because it's so stupid because he's like, he's inside the, the I guess the rhinoceros is a machine and, a, and the fan breaks down and starts overheating. And just how mm-hmm. long it goes about how he ends up trying to climb out the rhinoceros' ass takes. Uh, and then so we were laughing and inspired ourselves. Like, okay, this is actually pretty funny. If you just let, let, let down your ground. And so I can laugh at this shit. It's, it's not crazy. I, I, yeah, life is too short to be a snob. <laughs> about dipshit stand-up comedian comedy vehicle movies, but which reminds me, well, I should like, probably do some more. So, what are your favorite Jim Carrey movies? Uh, I don't know anymore. Oh, real? Oh, I mean, did you uh, set him when you became adult? Did no, you set no, no, aside no, no, childish no, no. things? No, because I'm sure if I went, I mean, Trace Fantera's got a bunch of transphobic stuff in it. Oh, really? Yeah. And, oh no. And uh, gay panicky stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and I've I've. I hope I grew up, I've grown up some, but it's Truman's show still, I, I haven't seen it in like 10 plus I years. I said that right but after I, it came out on Home That video, was really yeah. good. That, might be, that was really good. You think that might be worth like re, like checking out on the podcast someday? Yeah, probably. Just even as kind of like, we could do kind of like, well, we've both seen this, but we have not seen it since it was new, so it's practically, not that it's new to us, but yeah. Like a revisiting, it's kind of special. We, and we need to watch The Mask at some point. I, have you ever seen The Mask? Yeah, I, I've I never saw, seen I was, it. Massive Jim Carrey fan. <laughs> the so only I clips saw. I've ever seen, thanks to the, well, thanks to my interest in special effects, I've always seen all the clips of all you know the crazy CGI, or yeah. because I'm a horn dog, I've seen all the clips of uh, what's her face being sexy in that movie. So what the what's her face? She gets she gets cum in her hair. Not in Cameron that Diaz. movie. Cameron that's, Diaz. That's yeah. me, myself, and Irene. Um, God. no, there's something about Mary. Yeah. Oh, me, Other myself, and Irene. Is that the fat lady one? No, that's the one with Jim Carrey. Oh, okay. Oh, I forgot. They, they, the Fairley Brothers and Jim Carrey? Did they, yeah. they didn't do Cable Guy? I mean, was, so, was, this is a freeform no. episode. Yeah, I'm not worried about getting Wait, through this conversation talking about the plot because we're not going to be doing that this week. But, um, okay, yeah. Well, then again, I'm so... That's why I want to do more 90s comedies. Even fucking Austin Powers, at least one of those movies, just to educate myself. Um, and that's kind of... Even Austin Powers is kind of part of that lineage of, of stupid... It all kind of begins with a jerk in terms of like mm. this, this template of shit. And also, this introduced me to Bennett Bernadette Peters, and did I? I think I fucked up her name. Bernadette no, it right. Peters. Um, what else do you know Bernadette Peters from? 
Oh, Animaniacs. <laughs> Wait, she was in the Animaniacs? Yeah, she was Rita from Rita and Run. That was actually her? I thought that was maybe yeah. someone impersonating her. No. Um, ah, okay. I, I love Bernadette Peters, as everyone should. Uh, I don't... I know her... She was in Annie, but I haven't seen Annie in, like, 30 years. Man, you know what? Annie was one of the first movies I ever saw as a kid in theaters. And it wasn't until watching this, halfway watching through the movie last night, because you and I had a little conversation about Burning Up Peters uh, a couple days ago. And I was like, oh shit, that's right, she was in fucking Annie. But she's evil in Annie, so and seeing like evil Burning Up Peters, it's her and Gomez Adams are a couple in that movie, which is actually a fucking great couple. Annie should be... Uh, a... <laughs> Tim Curry's most famous role, Gomez Adams. No, no, wait, not Tim Curry. Yeah, it's Tim Curry. Is it Tim Curry? Isn't it? Wait. Now you got me all back. No, up. wait. Because <laughs> it's not Raul Julia. It's who not Raul. Am I think, I'm thinking Raul Julia. But t- well, it's we, definitely you not know what? That. I think I'm that last. Sure Tim Curry. I think that last. Uh, uh, Adam's Family movie fucked me up. Now I'm getting those two confused. Raul Julia. Because Tim Curry played Gomez in that made, t- made direct a video. It is Tim Curry. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. What the hell even that Tim Curry and fucking Bernadette Peters is a couple in anything? Annie should should have won an Oscar just for that. And it's True. it's Carol Burnett. They, they end up fighting Carol Burnett at the end of that movie. Anyway, mm-hmm. but yeah. And Burnett... the guy who said 7-Up. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually it is. I thought, when I first heard that, I thought people were fucking with me, but yeah. Um, that guy had made a whole career out of... Wait, he didn't wear a turban in the 7-Up commercials, did he? Dude, I don't remember. <sighs> Annie. Anyway, but uh, yeah, Bernadette Peters. My big thing I knew Bernadette Peters from is: Have you ever seen Into the Woods, the musical? Yeah. Yeah. I. F- that may be my all-time favorite uh, musical. Even though I've only seen. She's the... so hot in that. But then she drinks the potion and becomes all young, and you're like, you. <laughs> Real? Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know if you're kidding or not. <laughs> you confused. Yeah. I'm what gonna say. <laughs> well, she's also kind of like I love her character in that because she's the evil witch, but she's actually mm-hmm. kind of like moral. Into the woods, we could talk about Into the woods someday, but like uh, the the witch is kind of one of the most secret, sophisticated characters in that thing. Um, yeah. Because that whole play is about social responsibility and shit like that. But uh, yeah, Berta, I was watching the jerk last night for the podcast. I was like, how? Does a person like Bernadette Peters get created? Because she's such a mm. specific... She's got that China doll look. And she's got mm. that way of talking that I've only ever heard Bernadette Peters is like that. It's almost like it's not an accent. But she, wait, she's got this little mouth. And like mm-hmm. it's this weird thing that like if she feels like she was made in a lab... She's such a, so so specifically herself, and I've never seen so she's or her own unique Pokemon type. She's the Mew of women. Like there's no one else like Bernadette Peters. And then you you you, you sent me a photo of, of what Bernadette Peters looks like today, and we were both like, "What still hit?" Yeah, she's yeah, black don't crack when you're Bernadette Peters. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh my god, we have Bernadette Peters. I need to see more things where she uh, sings and stuff, because I really only know Into the Woods. And um, this. And Heartbeats. Oh, Don't forget about Heartbeats. Fucking... So you've. Uh, 
Have you actually no, seen? No, I've not seen. No. <laughs> That's another thing I see. No, because oh, it's her and Andy Kaufman. That may have been the first thing she did after the jerk. And that was, like, I think that's one of the things I saw as a kid that made me scared of Burnett Peters. <laughs> mm. That I was kind of worried with, like, uh, uh, that Oh, the part beeps is nasty. It's oily and dirty. And you're like, what? Even as a kid, you're like, well, who made this? This hurts my feelings. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Well, so what's your opinions about uh, Steve Martin, then? Yeah. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I out of out of that like if when you when you hold him up like to with Martin Short and Chevy Chase and the other comedians <laughs> of that era, he's probably better than them. But at the same time, oh, I don't give two shits about Steve Martin. Wow, you're the. I've never found his stick funny. He just wiggled his arms around <laughs> and said "King Tut," and everybody was like, "Ah, he's a genius." I mean, that's kind of the point of the joke is that that's only. Uh, I mean, it is, I forgot how much of a shtick was just dancing like an idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not, like, really energetically, but he always has the thing, only, you know, when he's disco dancing in this movie, he has this whole kind of like, ah, ooh, eh, ooh. but, oh, shit, that's actually a bigger sacrifice than I thought you watching this movie, because I just assumed, it's terrible. I don't hate him. F- my mom, my mom didn't like him at all. Oh, really? So that's probably why I never really watched any of his movies, <laughs> but he's Fine. Did she think he was a vampire? Because he was he's looked exactly the same age for like fifty years. <laughs> I'm not, I never asked her why she didn't specifically like him. I think she just didn't find him funny. You may be the first guy of my age range that I've ever heard say that they didn't care much for Steve Martin. Because mm. even everyone else, maybe if they don't absolutely love him, they'll still still be like, oh yeah, he's funny. But not that you're saying you hate him or anything like that. But no, he he can be funny. Wow, like, this in interviews is... and stuff, but. I've never seen anything outside of, like, interviews where I'm like, he's a very funny man. Oh, my God. This is like finding out someone going, you're talking to a friend, and they're like, you know what? I can do without breathing. I think it's Wait, overrated. What el- <laughs> you're like, okay, that's a statement. Okay, yeah. Uh, what else do you think he's funny in? A Little Shop of Horrors, which I just watched recently. Oh, oh he's no, only he's a small part. Uh, yeah. I, I need to go back and watch Three Amigos. Speaking of Three Amigos, because mm. I loved that movie as a kid, just because it was on HBO all the time, and I can't remember if it's... A, I can't imagine it's actually that good, if any good, but also it's got Chevy Chase in it, so you would never want to see it again. But. And Martin Short. I can tolerate Martin Short in the one... Uh, last night I was going through movies involving this cast of the jerk and somehow I wound up like looking up stuff about uh, Martin Short. Martin Short was actually in a movie with it's not Gary Busey. Who's the other Gary Busey? (laughs) Uh, Nick Nolte. Oh, okay. Uh, Martin Short was in uh, this little movie dramedy thing from like 1990 called like The Three Thieves or something like that where Nick Nolte's like this guy breaks out of jail and kidnaps Steve Martin and they also end up adopting like a little girl and all this shit. I saw that movie in theaters and my family absolutely adored that movie. Can't remember why, but that's, I can, you know what, well fuck Ed Grimley. Ed Grimley's a piece of shit. Um, when Martin Short does all that kind of like when he acts like fancy pompous characters, that's always boring. But I like, do you ever see Inner Space? Yeah, he's good in inner space when he's kind of like a more normal guy who's being overwhelmed by supernatural events. That's always kind of funny. And he's kind of the voice of reason in in Three Amigos. Um, a plethora. <laughs> <laughs> There's moments in Three Amigos that still make me crack up. Anyway, anyway, um, 
the hell are we talking about? Steve Martin. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any other Steve Martin movies, like, not just Steve Martin showing up for ten minutes. And even Steve Martin, in, even in Little Trap of Horrors, he's doing such a very specific shtick that he by himself is not that funny. But that well, Little Shop of Horrors in general is so great, though, just by virtue of the fact that he's a cog in that machine uh, makes him great. Um, God, yeah, actually, because I know after the 80s, he kind of started doing... People love Bowfinger. And I saw that yeah. once, and I was like, okay, whatever, that was fine. I didn't hate it, but like these days, people hold a Bowfinger. That's a comedy he made with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Uh, I think they're trying to make a movie or something like that. That when I saw it, I didn't think much of it, but people hold that up as like some kind of like un un unsung classic. And god damn, if there's something more obvious than Steve Martin in it in terms of a movie that I'm missing. But... Roxanne! Oh man, Roxanne! <laughs> Can't say Roxanne is good because I have not seen it in a quarter century, but did you see Roxanne? No. It's cute! He makes fun of his own nose! <laughs> I think this is the only Steve Martin movie I've really yeah. I was gonna say yeah. Actually, I need to Google Steve Martin movies. So what else? Because I don't count Little Shop of Horses as a Steve Martin. No, movie, yeah, he's he's barely in let's it. See, Steve Martin movies. Um, what do you think? Any other notable people in this cast that you care about or made an impact um, on you? Oh, no, planes, trains, and automobiles. Mm. Which well, I've never seen on. I should do for the podcast someday, but no, no, no. Yeah, I've never seen it either. Yeah. Uh, John Hughes is quickly becoming a... <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, oh, God, he's been in a lot of terrible stuff. Um, uh, I don't remember. Was he in a Looney Tunes um, movie? Oh, he's the Muppet movie. He probably filmed this cameo in the Muppet movie like five like five days after. Oh, my God, Steve Martin has been a lot of garbage. Oh, no, maybe this is the only yeah. good thing that Steve Martin's ever been in that's... Ugh. No, yeah, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, there's other Carl Reiner movies, which I've never seen. Um, L.A. Story. Uh, start, uh, did you know Steve Martin? Not that you, you don't care about this. Steve Martin is kind of a... I don't know if you want to say a writer of note, but I know he's written some books that people really like, too. And they're not just mm -hmm. necessarily comedy movies. They're more like... A little slice of drive for drama. Slice of, I can't even speak. I just woke up. Caffeine's hitting me. I'm going nuts right now. They're little slice yeah. of life dramedy books. Mm. Um, oh yeah, this is a weird thing too. Well, credits came up in the jerk. It said story and 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 script by Steve Martin and Carl Gottlieb. And this, I, I, I guess I'd not seen the jerk in years because I was like, oh Carl Gottlieb, I know that name. That can't be the same Carl Gottlieb who wrote Jaws. And I looked it up and it is. Yeah. And which that's. <laughs> That's fucking crazy to be a writer in Hollywood. Big credits are. I wrote Jaws and The Jerk. And I guess he never wrote another movie because there's only so many movies that start with J that he's allowed to write. Mm. Um, yeah. And he also, that guy, he actually, uh, he plays Iron Balls McGinty in this movie. He's he's the gangster guy who gets kicked in the nuts. And also this movie's old enough, or maybe it's this is the first time I've watched an HD. Uh, I don't know if you're going to care about this, too, but the other gangster that is with Carl Gottlieb, the racist gangster who's talking about trying to get rid of all the black people, um, that's Luca Brazzi from The Godfather. He's the mm. big informant. He's he's the guy who... There's the... Oh, every fucking line from The Godfather is famous these days, but there's the thing with Luca Brazzi sleeps with the fishes from The Godfather, and he's the character who gets killed and justifies that quote. Um, what else? There's a... <laughs> what else? <laughs> go ahead. So going back, uh, I think another reason why you like younger people, like eight-year-olds, might enjoy this movie is because it feels like it's 
a, it's a dumb movie, but it feels like it's adult because they throw those swears in there and really like, randomly, low yeah. job. And you're like, oh man, I'm watching a movie with swears. That may be my favorite part of the whole movie, actually, is when the mom, I guess it's the dad who reads all the letters from Naven. And he's like, oh, yeah, think of that one. It's the mom. It's the grandma. Yeah, it's the grandma. He promised me, or she promised me a blowjob. And when that, his brother starts fucking dying, and it's, you mm. can tell it's not, he's not just laughing in character, but that seems like the actor who's fucking dying, because the way he has to, like, put his hands up over his eyes just to hide how much he's fucking corpsing on camera. I fucking. <laughs> Genuinely that's, that's dirty what I was going to say. Um, I was, I was, I was going to say. I, lo- I fa- his family was a lot funnier than him. Yeah, like every I... all the scenes with his family, I was at least like, oh, that was a cute, funny scene. But I like the cast for sure. Yeah, <laughs> like I actually really, genuinely, as an actor, I like the dad because he just seems kind of like, yeah. God, it's something about down homie and I don't know, whatever, whoever that hey, guy. Hey, what the? What? What was the point of the scene where he says that it, com- it just tells him the difference between shit and and <laughs> chew? I was watching, I was looking up IMDb, the different alternate, like, versions of this movie. Almost all the TV versions edit that out, because that, th- there's no point in oh, that. Of course. And also, uh, this is also, I mean, can you tell this movie was made in the 70s? Well, they could have done This is Copenhagen, and that's crap, but... Wait, that's a thing? Hey, Copenhagen? Yeah, that's I've a never brand heard of, of chaw. Well, also, it's a movie called The Jerk, and so you're watching, you're thinking Steve Martin's gonna be an asshole, but this is more the old-timey... I think... Yeah, that's one of the, the reasons jerk, I, which is kind of weird. That's one of the reasons I, I avoided. Well, well, yeah, I probably wouldn't have, but I avoided it for so long. I was like, I don't want to watch a movie about an asshole. So this is totally like, I could see old people who grew up in the depression. Again, as a common theme in, the, in our podcast, is old people who, from the first half of the 20th century, who grew up in the depression are stupid. Um, they all had chlamydia from lack of malnutrition. Uh, I guess that would make old people laugh like a shit because that is, you know, the saying shit in Shinola. But the fact they have to turn it into a five minute scene in this movie, it's definitely like watching now you're like, oh. okay, this is a scene you can have in your movie. Even for me who loves this See, movie, I... I have no idea why it's in this movie. I didn't know that was a saying. Oh, really? No. Oh, wow. Okay. Um... <laughs> I is because you'd... chewing on Shinola is like chewing on shit? This is the first I time know. I actually saw, I saw what Shinola... I know Shinola is supposed to be like, you know, shoe wax or whatever. That's probably... Seeing the can in this movie is the only time I've ever actually... I've never seen Shinola in is real life. Is it shoe wax? Okay, I thought it was chaw. Is it? Wait. Because I you know what? Because he pulls it out. I thought it was... I mean, you might be it right. They kind of, they're both in. They're both in circular tins. Shinola is an American luxury goods retailer. What? Uh oh. Is Bill learning something right now? Wait, but he pulls out a can of something. Yeah, Chew comes oh, in a she, Yeah, Chew Polish. It's a defunct brand. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Is that what okay. I said? I thought it was Chaw. Okay. That could be Chaw. Sh- it's whatever. It's something that people, unless you're fucking old and racist and living in the fucking hills of Kentucky, don't use anymore. Um, mm. I do like his birthday thing. It's Tab Twinkies and something else and like fucking. T- this shows how old this movie Some, is. A bologna mayo, mayo sandwich. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else interesting in this movie. I think we've talked about anything good <laughs> about this movie. That's it. It's over. What are we, it's what are we talking about next week? Um. Okay. I had some stuff that I wanted to mention. What do you, what do you, what do you think about he hates these cans? 
Hey, oh, I, I, I had seen that scene. Because That's I know the big you, thing that comes out you of this and, movie. You and yeah. Leland, your friend Leland, uh, mentioned that a lot, and I've seen clips of it, and I could see that, seen that for the first time, and thinking that was funny. <laughs> oh my God, we're doing, this is totally like dissecting the Golden Goose. It just doesn't like, yeah, it's 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 yeah. I mean, you have a right to well, not also, like it. Hey, yeah. Speaking of gas station moments, why for the scene happened that the gas station guy was like, hey, look at my ugly wife. She's hot. She will leave me if anything happens. Okay, go by. I was like, okay, something's going to happen. His wife's going to leave. Nope. Yeah. Nope. His wife's still with him. I like he says this with the wife standing there. She doesn't like put up an argument or anything like that. It's like, yeah, why, who, why would you want to uh, marry Jackie Mason? But, um... Man, what else? I'm just kind of scanning through this movie. <laughs> uh, hey, what was up with the scene where they turned into a Sesame Street sketch and like cranked the speed up when he's chasing the cho <laughs> the the model you train? You know what? I was while well, watching that last night. I was thinking about why it's it's staged that way. I think it's more because there's a kid on the train, and well, yeah, they couldn't make it go too fast. So yeah, they could only make the train go like literally probably like two miles per hour because even sped up, it's not <laughs> probably... going that fast. No, that's probably the most 70s moment in it. Uh, but also, at this, in the 70s, nobody gave a shit about safety. Yeah, it's actually kind of remarkable they even cared that much. Um, if John Landis had directed this scene, that that kid and four other kids randomly not even involved in the scene would have died on set. They would have lost their head in that tunnel. John Landis going out of his way to try to decapitate a child in every film he's ever worked on. I just Twilight Zone was the first time he managed to pull it off. Uh, John Landis, I want the poster of John Landis's The Jerk, and it's just a decapitated kid's head laying in the dirt. Oh my god. Um, what is this? Do you care? Uh, there's the stunt lady. She does stuff. She's an awful person, and she. Uh, she she grabs Steve Martin's butt. I'm trying to think of anything else that happens in this movie. <laughs> um, She's, she is a genuinely hey, dirty person. It was the 70s. Yeah, late 70s. Was their mansion supposed to be tacky or extravagant? <laughs> well, I do like he goes through all the things that he's bought. He's like, I always wanted, and like, there's a black velvet laden. I mean, they, that. Even for the 70s, that's pretty ostentatious. Though that fucking... One of the most ridiculous things in this movie is not even on purpose. It's the fucking disco basement. Like, how can mm -hmm. you tell this movie was made in the 70s? Aside from everyone's dress and everything like that. But oh my god, fucking... Yeah. Um, which is also funny because then Carl Reiner actually has a cameo in the movie when he shows up on TV and he's all cross-eyed. And... Oh, that's such an old <laughs> it sweaty is. joke. It is sweaty. as, And it goes on for a little while, too. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I do... I, I, I do like the shape of this movie, how it's a rags to riches to rags story. And mm -hmm. I love that. And then they finish it up in the last three minutes. <laughs> Everything's fine. What a, what a second. They spent so much money to build two versions of the, of, of Navin's family's house. I love the joke when he's like, oh, and they built a bigger house. And it's this literally the exact same house, except the new one's only like 30% bigger. It's not even like twice the size. I know the joke no. is that they just built the exact same kind of house. But I love that it's exactly like right down the exact floorboards and everything like that. But, but not even that much bigger, but just slightly bigger. To the point mm -hmm. that like the porch they're dancing on at the very end. 
like they look like toddlers because like the door is now like nine feet tall um always thought that was funny and that must have been yeah it cost a small fortune to build like just a 20 percent larger version of the same set um it was pretty cool somebody said hey we have bernadette peters one of the greatest singers of all time let's make sure steve martin sings with her and you know it's funny too because i think he's singing lead because i was paying attention to her part in that and she is just kind of like he's doing the actual like and she's kind of just singing the backup, and she's not even actually really exercising her vocal muscles. And then she actually stops singing halfway through the song to play the trumpet. Which, you know what, actually, I gotta give... Someone needs to... I would need to write a uh, letter to Bernadette Peters and be like, you know what, I love you and the jerk, I know you get letters all the time, but has anyone ever given you the proper props for her miming playing the trumpet? Because she does such a good job of, like, mimicking, like, the warbling of her fingers to get that, like, 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 that kind of warbling in the in the trumpet sound. It's yeah. the point, when I was a kid, I was like, is she actually playing that? Or, like, because it's not like, because I've seen other people mind playing an instrument they obviously don't know how to play in a, in a thousand movies, and it's always terrible. But she actually, it comes across that, like, it's actually, that's kind of becomes part of the joke of the movie, that she's, like, actually articulating her fingers in such a convincing way. Um, I thought that was cute. Um, this movie has a problem that I think uh, it's not con consistent through it. Yeah, yeah. But it, it does the thing where some comedies of this era will do where certain... They'll have, like, one scene where they're like... And I can't remember exactly what scene it is. Uh, but there's, like, this moment is going to be super goofy and completely unbelievable. And then we kind of go back to semi-realism. Yeah, like even was. like the big thing with the dragging of the church, like yeah. where like the the universe suddenly starts to work on Looney Tunes. Well, especially because the whole comedy is kind of built on the idea that Naven's this idiot fish out of water, and it gets a little weird when the water starts acting more like the fish, like when reality mm -hmm. kind of like becomes cartoony, like the, the like it's almost like the will of the character is so cartoony that it starts to make everything else cartoony around him. Uh, well, I mean, in a movie this short and stuff like that, you don't have to worry too much about, like, narrative consistency or world-building or anything like that, but it is a little funny, um, and especially a comedy like this is totally, you know, based on the unexpected and stuff like that, but it is, like, how other characters, like, you know, the, the humor is so much built on, like, like characters from quote-unquote our realistic world reacting to such a weirdo idiot who's come from this magical well, place practically that like maybe like I, I like the scene where the mobster italian guys are all like we're gonna get rid of the black people and then he just all of a sudden knows kung fu <laughs> and rips off his top and starts beating him up the shit out of him like that yeah it never gets addressed again nowhere, you're like huh <laughs> they like they just wanted to make fun of kung fu movies yeah but without bit. jokes i do the like the only joke is my balls are metal uh yeah which i don't know that joke was always it's it is funny that, like, later when he's writing out checks, the one of the people he has to write checks to is Iron Balls McGinty, but that's one of the jokes in the movie that never landed for me. Oh, because it's funny because he actually does land a kick on that guy's balls. Um, especially just, he kicks the guy in the balls and just just suddenly jump cuts to them there in the restaurant, and, and Steve Martin is freaking out about snails. And, like, fuck, again, this is the first time I've seen this movie in HD, I guess. Look at Bernadette Peters got, like, diamonds on her tits? Like, or, like, glued to her chest or something like that, which that's mm -hmm. kind of an weird uh, outfit. Um, man, a grilled cheese. I'm not a huge, not a huge fan of her big poofy hair. I like it when it's a little bit tamer. 
Yeah, she's always had the curly blonde hair, though, but I guess, like, they have the volume of the hair. Nah, she does brunettes, and I prefer her as a brunette. Oh, interesting. I've only, of my own because she's she's a blonde in both Annie and um, Into the Woods. She's a brunette and Into... No, she's a brunette and Into the Woods. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, yeah, yeah, am yeah, I projecting? Yeah. Maybe I'm just pro- projecting from the jerk. Bernadette. Yep. You are, because she's definitely either uh, brunette or redhead. Uh, I mean, granted, half that thing, she's actually just in makeup. You don't see any, barely anything about her. Into the hair? Into the woods, idiot. Into the hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, my brain don't work. Um, let's see. But, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else that stands out. Like, uh, oh, yeah, no, she, she is. Oh, she's got, it's still the curly hair, but it is brown. I'm sure the whole thing's a wig, though, anyway. Um, you know what? I was misreading because as an old person, as an old witch, she's got the gray hair, and I think I was projecting and, and, and mm. misremembering that as being blonde. But yeah, the dog named Shithead, which I always thought again, I thought it was funny as a kid. I, I do like the kid wearing the shirt that says bullshit on it, just because that's mm-hmm. such not even a joke, but it's just a <laughs> what in that seventies font. In that super yeah. Um, even, like, Nathan's outfit when he's at the carnival and he's wearing, like, one of those newsboy hats and almost, like, bell-bottom corduroy pants and... Yeah, this movie... This may be the most, like, 70s fucking movie I've ever seen. It's fucking ridiculous. Um... So, I was looking at the trivia because I I didn't take notes, so I wanted to, like, get as There's one bit of trivia in there where I was like, who the fuck... It was totally, like... I can't remember what it was, though. (laughs) There's one, though, it... And this isn't the truth. The, the trivia is not going to yeah. be like, what the hell? But it says, in the beginning of the movie, Nathan, Nathan is at the dinner table with his family, and he bursts into tears. The director initially did not tell the actors who played his younger siblings about the scene. The astonished expressions on their face is genuine, since they did not know what was happening. I watched that part again. It doesn't show anybody reacting to him I, <laughs> bursting into tears and running away. You see no one react. Yeah, I get the feeling that like that was like an anecdote. Uh, Steve Martin probably told it like some kind of thing, and so people just like, oh, that's fascinating. I gotta add that to IMDb, regardless of how true, like if that ever appeared in the finished film or not. Yeah, because it's yeah, you see his dad go like, like past the potatoes, and that's it. Yeah, I saw this like the the bit where uh, he goes to kiss her, kiss Bernadette mm-hmm. Peters. He licks her face instead. Yeah. Uh, that was supposed to have been an improv thing, and that actually oh, makes sense because actually that at least wound up in the finished film. When, yeah, when I when I saw this, that moment the first time before I read the trivia, I was like, oh, she didn't know that was coming at all. Yeah. Because you could tell. She she, she grimaces, but like it's still in the scene, but you can tell it's kind of like the it's the actress coming out uh, for, from beneath the character a little bit. Because she has like, and she's yeah. good humored about it. She's not like grossed out, but she's kind of like, ah, yeah. Um, ideally, he grabs her face, starts mushing her around. Bernadette Peter seems like a, like a pretty good sport about all this dumb shit. Um, I'm trying to think of any other... Well, I guess Annie's a comedy, but I'm trying to think of what other comedy movies... Well, I guess Heart Beeps. Oh, God, what else? I need, need to look up... Oh, God, no, I spilled my soda all over the place. Oh, no. Oh, she was in a silent movie, the Mel Brooks movie. Man. probably haven't seen. Do you have any interest in doing any more Mel Brooks movies? I suppose, but I'm afraid we might kill him now. <laughs> oh, don't even... We shouldn't even mention his name on this episode. Jesus Christ. It's Especially, true. yeah, because we were... Like, yeah, because it sounds like Carl Reiner was pretty much his best friend now, like, especially when his wife had died 20 years ago, so it totally seems like the potential for one of the situations where, like, now that Carl Reiner's dead, he's just gonna, like, 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 when old married couples, when one half of the couple dies, like, two weeks later, the other one just dies of kind of just being lonely. (laughs) 
We'll return after these messages. In the history of motion pictures, only a select few performers have become immortalized by the roles they have portrayed. Consider The Vamp, The Champ, The Tramp. And now the most perfect casting of all, Steve Martin, The Jerk. It was never easy for me. I was born a poor black child. Meet Navin Johnson. He's poor. You mean I'm gonna stay this color? And he's eager. This is the kind of music that tells me to go out there and free somebody! But Navin... Let him go. Traveling down that lonely road, seeking fortune. Actual live weight guessing. Take a chance and win something. Finding fame. The new phone book's here. The new phone book's here. Johnson, Navin R. Sounds like a typical... And learning about love from a perfect master. Making new friends with an instinctive flair. He hates these cans! Stay away from the cans! I know where you belong. But despite life's cruel twists of fate. What do you think I have some kind of a jerk or something? That's why I'm spearheading the $10 million class action suit against Mr. Johnson as irresponsible selling of a product he didn't even test on prisoners. No matter how hot the action or how great the odds, he proved himself an inspiration to jerks everywhere. I'm gonna buy you a diamond so big, it's gonna make you puke. Steve Martin. See that? Be somebody. He may not be perfect, but he's the only jerk we've got. Steve Martin, the jerk. Yellow. The jerk. That's right. Steve Martin, can you tell the difference? I am not a bum. I'm a jerk. Man, I do like uh, when he's do you have a balloon? And he's got a balloon in his pocket. That makes no sense. I do like also mm-hmm. he's doing that. He's got like a Dixie cup dispenser filled with uh, crystal goblets. That was yeah. I that like was that dumb, but I liked it. Um, this moment has this this movie doesn't have moments that made me laugh, but it made me have moments where it was like, oh, that's a that's close. Yeah, bit. a little little sight gags more than actual like haha jokes. Yeah, Barnett yeah. Peters is not in much that I've even. She's like been in TV movies and stuff like that, but well, she yeah. is more of a stage person, right? So it's it makes sense yes, she wouldn't she's be. She's more Broadway. Yeah, I wonder if she still does Broadway because she's got to be old enough. I can't imagine her voice is like that well. I don't. I mean, she probably isn't now, but she was. She did like a one woman show where she just sung hits and stuff. That'd be I nice to think see. I'm sure the songs she sang that, weren't but... like anything I'd be interested in, but she was in Anastasia. Yeah. Wow, I can't remember what she could have been in that. Well, she, well, she must have been like Anastasia's mom or something like that, because there's not that many no. female characters. In she that was, thing. she was uh, Fraser Crane's girlfriend. Really? Mm-hmm. I want. I, I'm and assuming she was, she was playing a character, and it wasn't that he was just dating Bernadette Peters. <laughs> Correct. What the fuck? She was not alive during the Anastasia times. <laughs> Wait. 
Wait, what? Bernadette Peters was not alive during the Anastasia time. Fraser Crane's in... Wait, so we're talking about Fraser Crane being in Anastasia, right? Yeah, well, Kelsey Grammer, not Fraser Crane. But wait, but yes. who's he playing as Anastasia? He plays the fat guy. The fat guy? It's been a long time since yeah. I've seen it. I don't know why you're asking me. Okay. I don't know why you're asking who he plays because the only characters you remember from Anastasia yeah. are Anastasia, the bat, and, 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 and Doc Brown. And I, you probably don't even remember there's a bat in it. I don't remember the bat. Wait, Doc Brown was the bad guy he played? <laughs> wow, okay. And there's a boyfriend. I can't remember where the boyfriend was. <laughs> I want to say Jesus he was 2012. Christ. Something, something. Um, pizza. Say anything? Oh, yeah? Not say anything. No, the boombox. Dead. dead yeah, guy. that guy. John Cusack? Yeah, that guy. I think? Uh, okay. It's a profit game. Um, God, I'm just scanning through the movie right now and just like, just individual lines. Uh, it's a little, it's a little yeah, sweaty I, I, when the assassin guy comes back and it looks like he's trying to kill Naven, but he's just trying to d deliver him his first royalty check from the Optigrab stuff. That's and that scene goes on for a while. Yeah. It's actually the funny payoff. Um, yeah, I do like when his head turns around when he gets the check. I did not. That was real dumb. <laughs> Two hundred and fifty smackers. That's one of those moments where I'm like, this is this the the movie doesn't fit quite enough with that. <laughs> Because even for the movie's level of stupidity, for a moment the movie it gets even stupider, and that's that's yeah. And again, I, I, I appreciate that this movie's not so long; it kind of wears itself out from that pers from my perspective, at least. But I, yeah, I, yeah. If 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 you're watching for this for the first time, I can see being just like, oh Jesus Christ! And like even the fact that like Bernadette Peters' character doesn't seem to uh, understand that like. Nathan Johnson has replaced the old Jewish lady's husband in the cosmetic salon where Steve Martin comes back <laughs> to her and he like takes the dude's place, offers him a hundred dollar bill and puts on the green stuff himself. And like <laughs> it's how smart Burnett Peters is in this movie changes from scene to scene to well, well that's the whole point of a comedy movie. You can't expect character consistency because the whole point no. is constantly, constantly supposed to be surprising the audience with stupid shit but i do like that she's like jesus this shit really works um man no, i would you can't you cannot get all cinema sins about a comedy exactly like yeah um i guess uh uh steve martin also plays the cat juggler when the the, the, the catholic priest comes over there's a terrible thing swiping over our nation <laughs> which i on tv there's more scenes of people come to him for money it's not just yeah, the cat guy. That, that, sent, that felt really superfluous, just out of nowhere and for no reason. Yeah, and it seems like it's building up to more. Maybe because I've seen that, they've done that joke on The Simpsons a couple times, and they tend to milk the shit out of that. I was kind of surprised they just mm. did the cat juggling thing in this, and that was it. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of other big scenes. I get to see uh, Bernadette Peters with her midriff off when she's throwing knives at Steve Martin with the balloon. Adorable. Um, she is, again, she's like a little pixie creature just genetically created in a fucking lab. Uh, but yeah, even the ending, I mean... She feels like the only character that you could have swapped her with one of the people in Clue and it would have been a fine fight. Oh. She should have been in Clue. Oh, man. I mean, I can't say take this person out and put her exactly, in. Exactly, but she would. she's but totally if, of if you that. Took, if you took somebody out and put her in, I would say, I'm not mad about that. Bernadette Peter seems to live, like, in the Clue universe. Actually, she could have, she could, I could, I'd be fine with her replacing Mrs. Uh, Madeline Kahn? No. Uh, oh, 
Oh, uh, the uh, Mrs. Green, the prostitute. Lady. No, that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's only too many. You've only got in that movie. You've only got Mrs. White. You got Madeline Kahn. You got the red-haired, sexy lady, prostitute lady. Not Mrs. Peacock. What the <laughs> heck's that color? <laughs> Scarlet. I know Miss Scarlet. She'd be wasted as Mrs. Peacock, or you got the maid. Yeah. Unless she plays the cook. No, Miss, she'd be a good Miss Scarlet. Yeah. Miss Scarlet. It's, oh man, that would have been. Man, her and Madeline Kahn <laughs> bouncing off each other in a movie. Oh shit, motherfucker. I also I've mentioned it to you before, but I, she could have replaced. Um... Can't remember her name, but the not not, not Madeline Kahn again, but the other <laughs> lady from Frankenstein. Yeah, no, the other lady oh, from um, Frankenstein. The main romantic lead. Yeah. Uh, uh, the cookies. Yeah, cookies. <laughs> this is my brain making weird connections. Uh, she's uh, <laughs> um, uh, not Roy Scheider. Richard Dreyfuss's wife in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Uh, sure, we'll go with that. Man, that's on your list for things. You, do you, would you have any interest in seeing Close Encounters? Because that's actually a pretty long movie too. And that is also a movie yeah, about where a guy, some point, a guy flat out just leaves his family in the fucking dirt to go <laughs> go chase a mountain. Um, I know a lot of people have problems with that part of the film these days. I don't know if you would care that much. Yeah. As, as a family man yourself, but yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, was, yeah, I was kind of scanning through the movie, and actually, it's kind of funny how short this movie. This, there's kind of like the movie's really only kind of kind of comprised of like seven or eight big scenes, and then the movie just ends. Uh, I'm trying to think of like uh, he, when he gets poor and he leaves and he takes all of his. I guess that's one of the big stand-up shticks that Steve Martin also did was he would be like, "I don't need anything except," and he would like walk from the stage out to the exit of the comedy club. And he would just kind of grab random shit on the audience members' tables, like I, I don't need anything but this lamp. Well, this lamp, it this transfers lighter. to film perfectly. <laughs> you know what? Actually, for someone trying to translate his stupid comedy club act to a movie, hey. you know, he could do worse jobs, I guess. With his pants around his ankles, cause funny. Hey, hey, yeah. uh. You wear glasses. Uh, Would you ever wear those fucking things? Uh, my glasses, the uh, frames do get kind of... There's pre Like, his explanation... Uh, I, th I I forgot that, like... No. Precisely because <laughs> I could, would not be able to stand something... Actually, having, like, an invisible brace on the nose would be nice, but, like, having something, like, in between my eyes all the time would be distracting as shit. I remember as a kid, the first time I got glasses, the fact that it fucked with, a per like, I had this thing on the periphery of my vision fucked with me for weeks. There was a, when, when I first got glasses, I was afraid I was not gonna be able to wear them just because they were so distracting. Of course, now, mm. you know, after wearing them for, like, 40 years, it's not so big of a deal, but, um, but, yeah. I, it is kind of an interesting gimmick, though. It's not the worst idea for a way for someone to get rich. Um, I do like when <laughs> I do like when when Bernadette Peters breaks up from him for no reason just because the plot has to have a twist in it to keep the movie going. He's in the bathtub and he's like making like squirts with in the water with his bare hands. Um, mm -hmm. And when he tries to read the letter, <laughs> the breakup letter that she leaves him, he gets wet and he keeps on trying to read it. That's yeah, he did that pretty well. Yeah. Um, and also the scene where, at, right after they sing, he's, th this is, that's one of those scenes where I could see, like, if you're not into the vibe of the movie, you're gonna want to strangle the shit out of the movie, but when he's going off about, like, that the first day felt like 12 days, and the second day felt like 25 days, but then you went to your mom's, and that just felt like a day, because that goes on, like, for five minutes. Although, I have to, <laughs> it is amazing, though, it is one take, and it starts off with Steve Martin saying, 
I've never been this relaxed before with someone else. And he does, like, I slip the sheets so the ship might sleep. That thing. The fact that yeah, he, that thing. The fact that he makes that joke and then goes on for another five minutes about the, like, the, the how the different days felt. All while fucking Bernadette Peters is next to him pretending to be asleep and doesn't, like, crack up or react to any of this shit. He's just going off forever. I thought that was pretty good. Even if you don't think what he's saying is funny, the fact that, like, yeah, she's pretty, like, yeah, she's pretty good. This is more turning into, like, we're just reviewing how Christ, like, Bernadette Peters is a person and not the jerk of the movie, <laughs> but... <laughs> um, but yeah, there's actually, yeah, even scanning it through it now, there's not, like, a lot to... He ends up in a carnival, no. he's a weight-guesser. Um, yeah. It's funny, because it totally shows you when this movie was made that one of the prizes is, is bicentennial uh, glasses and... Mm. Uh, but and it's really the the end. I always thought actually the person that uh, the, the the way that the Navin gets saved is that uh, I like the reveal that his dad is actually a genius with money and he just invested everything that the uh, Navin had sent him. And mm. I always thought that was kind of great. And like <laughs> it's I don't know. I, mean, I like he's back home and 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 Bernadette Peters living with, with them and I. And also, but <laughs> Bernadette Peters is such like a little, little, little powderkin snow angel. It's funny to see her just imagining like in living with a ba uh, black family in the back back hills of uh, Mississippi. But um, I, also, I was like, up last night. I'm actually running out of trivia for everything I know about this movie. Uh, the butler, that fucking <laughs> the butler that he hires when 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 he first uh -huh. gets rich. Uh, he hires a butler, like a living maiden butler, and the joke there is that they have not like thought to buy a new house. They just have a new. They they they're even still living in the shitty apartment, but he's just got a living butler now. Uh, which I always thought that was funny. But the butler is played by you. I don't know. Have you ever seen Planet of the Apes? And the no. butler is played by Doctor Zaius, who's the villain from wow. Planet of the Apes. This is the last movie that guy was ever in. He's the one who's all like, "Oh, you haven't seen the movie, but like, he's all like, ah, the log." I thought that was. I was like, "Oh shit!" There's famous people in this movie. Um, and I guess hey, that's um, kind of like the ending because so. I mean, that's the joke of the ending too. Because they, I would, I wish the whole things. movie had had the same uh, joke feel and like. <laughs> of that dude's wife getting shot in the yard. Speaking of reality of suddenly breaking. <laughs> yeah. Like that, I was like, oh man, if the whole movie had been like that, yeah. it probably would have been funnier to me. But that's like one scene, and, it's never, and that guy's like, well, I got. I, I guess I'll, I'm almost over getting shot before my eyes. But. I, you know, and that also movie feels super modern because it's so applicable to modern times, too, where, like, the joke is like, I mean, well, of course the joke is just that the little guy's wife got shot for credit card debt. But then the fact that, like, the, the, the butler turns around and is like, oh, your wife has given you another gold chain, sir. And then you, you yeah. just see Naven burning through all this money while his wife's uh, the, the butler's wife is being murdered for credit card debt. Oh my god, fucking stupid. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think the sweatiest joke in this movie uh, is one ding against Bernadette Peters. And it's not like she wrote mm. it, she just had to say it. Is when she shows up and she's like, I'm so sad because I was thinking about a song that reminded me about the way we were. And he says, what's that? And she says, the way we were. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. yeah. Again, this is like, I, I love this I was movie, running but down like, the even as a kid, I was... I was running down the street, and I saw a signpost that said joke, and I was like... <laughs> 
Oh man, gonna run right into that one and bam, yeah. run right into that one. Woofa doofa. So yeah, the movie's not perfect, but I still like it. Um Yeah, well, I guess I guess the uh uh Naven's family just buying a house that's only slightly larger than their own is a little bit like the joke where Naven doesn't even think to buy a newer house until his butler has to tell him about it, where it's you know, people not being that smart. Anyway, but that's 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 kinda like the jerk. I'm trying to think of anything else interesting in this movie. God, what's now, there was a bit of trivia about the jerk that was so stupid. There's one line of it where I was like, how does that have anything to do with anything? Um, I guess there was a TV movie sequel? The Jerk 2! The Jerk, yeah, Jerk, comma, 200. I'm, um... I, I... I could see that you're not much for the jerk, but I can't imagine who would try... Want that? To, like, who would... Like, who else is gonna play that character, though? Like, good luck, like, recasting any role that uh, Steve Martin has ever played, because Steve Martin is such a very specific presence, but... Uh, yeah, um... Sing a song while I look up the stupidest trivia. Well, yeah, you go ahead, you look up the trivia, I'm gonna see if I can find this real quick. Oh, we're with it? So... <laughs> People can listen oh, no. to us both look it... up uh, IMDb trivia. No, 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 it was a user review, and uh, it wasn't, there wasn't anything bad, but this person's an asshole just for the, the subject, the, like, first, like, little title part that it shows you. It says, overall, the jerk, in, in quotations, is one of the most original, wacky, and wild and crazy martin reference intended comedies ever uh, like you asshole why do you have you don't get to say wild and crazy and then say and i meant to say that that is both <laughs> that guy's gotta have his own youtube channel where it's like i'm gonna make a joke but Dickhole. i gotta point it out because it's not that funny so i have to point it out because i don't th I, I, I see i'm a smart man i know stuff <laughs> jenny i'm a smart man uh, is that is that the whole trivia right there yeah. Oh, it's not wasn't trivia. That oh, was, that's just over the user review. Wanted to point yeah. out another pandemic. Uh, here, here's the asshole. here's the thing I saw in the IMDb trivia where I was like, why why would you even bother to point this out? Uh, the trivia is quote unquote. The director Carl Reiner talks about the making of the jerk on episode number one fifty six of Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal podcast uh, from <laughs> yeah, May twenty second twenty twenty seventeen from one o one to one fourteen, which. I'm not quite sure if that means he just talks about it for 13 seconds. <laughs> from 101 to 114, I'm assuming that's the, from the hour and one uh, minute mark to the hour yeah, and 14. Yeah, probably. So 13 minutes. Okay, I just realized what that meant. Okay, that's part of But still, who gives a shit? He talks about it for yeah. 13 minutes on a podcast. Um, yeah. Which is, I if actually can, could... If you can stomach Gilbert Godfrey's voice... <laughs> he does right. actually have... I subscribe to that podcast, and it's actually... Oh no, I it's mean, a great podcast, I just wish he'd use his fucking normal voice in it. Yeah. Because I can't listen to it! He does calm down sometimes, but it is still... Yeah. I think I think he realizes that a lot of people would be freaked out to hear his normal voice. Would you think that mm. would actually draw... You, you would take advantage of that, that, to drop more people to the podcast, like, oh my god, here, Gilbert Godfrey just talk like a normal human being for a while. Well, you know, he doesn't want to... He's getting so much work right now in Hollywood, so you don't want to God, I can't that, imagine but... being Gilbert Godfrey and trying to get work these days and doing anything, because... I think you can finish that sentence with the first part. Eh. Just, I can't imagine being Gilbert Godfrey full stop. Hey, Gilbert Godfrey's better off than I am, so, yeah, I do. He's better off than both of us. Yeah, so... But, yeah, that's kind of the jerk. It's, it's still a sentimental favorite of mine. And yeah, that's good. like I said, I appreciate I have nothing it. against it. Yeah. 
Well, glad he didn't I hate can it. see why people. I can see why people like it. Um. And yeah, like I said, anything with that much burn at Peter's and it can't be that bad. But yeah, it's definitely a product of its time. And uh, thank God it's only. It's not too fucking racist or insane. It does use the. The, the N it's word, got a but couple collar poldy moments, but yeah. at least it's it's got it's hard it's is in the right place. It's not like you know punching down or anything like that. Thank God. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, th I feel extra, extra not extra bad, but I feel extra thankful that you uh, managed you were willing to take this <laughs> bullet for uh, the opposite of bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, the fact that I didn't really even care much for Steve Martin that that totally puts this whole experiment in in, in a different well, context. Like I said, it's not like head. he's. Not like he's Martin Short or Chevy Chase. God, what are, like, the... Does Martin Short, like, have his own movie? I mean, he's the star of Space, but I'm trying to think of... Of, like, a comedy vehicle like this. That was designed to be like... Now it's Martin Short's first film. This is an introduction to the wider audience beyond comedy clubs. I guess he never really had that. Um... I guess Chevy Chase... National Lampoon's was his He's first movie, right? He's got too many chances. Yeah. God, I can't believe... I can't believe that motherfucker got his own talk show for a week and a half. Like, <laughs> 20 years after he was ever even funny. Like, and of course, you would argue that he was never uh, funny to begin with, but... True! Yeah, I was watching a YouTube video the other day where they were talking about, like, the production of, of his talk show and how it only lasted, like, literally, like, less than five weeks and... And the weird-ass guests he would have and... God, Chevy Chase is just a genuinely horrible person. Like, I'm, mm -hmm. I am shocked that he got as far as he did. Because even people who like Chevy Chase will acknowledge that he just exudes prickishness. Like, in everything he's ever made or been involved with. But uh, what's, yeah. so, what's your favorite movie in this kind of genre of... A big, dumb... Big, dumb, idiot. yeah, com like, comedian-driven... You know, I don't know, because I'd have to go back and revisit them, because I haven't there watched was... one in so long, yeah. and I feel like my sensibilities have changed so much that the ones I grew up yeah. with are are real collar poly. I don't know. Um, and I, this seems to be kind of a genre that's died out. I think the last time I heard of anything like this where it was like a comedian, like, here's my big movie. I think Dane Cook had one like 10, 15 years ago, because um, mm -hmm. I remember that was like the Dane Cook movie. But, yeah. you know, I wonder with the internet, too. The inter Again, with internet humorous has changed people's perceptions. Like, you, you can't get kids to go out and see a movie that's just like, here's this comedian. Because, like, you could probably make... Yeah, these days, you could probably more successfully make a movie about a YouTube star versus just a stand-up comedian out there. What, what kids... What, even then, like, what kids out there even right now wanting to be a stand-up comedian? Because like, you could just do that shtick... You probably want to be a YouTuber rather than someone who goes to a smoky club. Well, there's no smoky clubs left anymore, but I don't know. Not that, although then again, the pandemic has kind of killed off comedy clubs too, so. Um, but yeah, it's definitely yeah, a relic know. of its time. I don't know. It's, I mean, uh, Jim Carrey was my guy during the era where I would have been age appropriate for you and Jim the jerk, Carrey, so that's, I don't know. I, we're not that far apart in age, but that is like definitely a generation gap. Thing right there though because i remember when i was yeah i was like in my mid-20s when jim carrey was blowing up and i was like what the fuck i which is funny because i had seen did him you, on did Living you watch Color. him oh okay. yeah and i i thought he was funny like but i still i didn't think he was like the best part of the show the, it was remarkable in the, how much he could fuck up his face like fire marshall bill the faces he would make like that one self was like oh my god and I still always feel bad that, like, yeah, the one white guy that hired for that fucking show was the one person that broke out from that goddamn thing, but... 
Yeah, I, in terms of Jim Carrey movies, I think I've seen Batman and Robin and The mm. Truman Show, and that's it. And I've I only saw Batman and Robin because of this podcast and The Truman Show. I just saw that one was on home home video like 25 years ago. But yeah, we'll have to do. Yeah, I, I still want to do Austin Powers and trying to think of the comedy movies more uh, Adam Sandler stuff. But yeah, I I think uh, comedy movies are hard because they're difficult to talk about in this kind of format. And also, yeah. a lot of them are time and place. Well, especially because they're usually done so cheaply. And, yeah, they're, like, they're, they're, they're very much tend to be of the, of the time and place they're made, so they don't age very well. Like, oh, man, I forgot that Rob Schneider had, like, half a dozen mm. attempts at shit like this, where it was like, he's the animal, or he's this, and stuff like oh, that. And, deuce. De- Deuce Bigelow, male Gigolo. Yeah, who's the black guy who... God. Who... There was, like, one of the black guys from Saturday Night Live tried to have... Oh, man, I just suddenly remembered... The ladies' man? Was that what... Yeah, what... Well, that guy's... I forgot that actor's name, but, like, yeah. Like, contemporary of Rob Schneider from that era of, of SNL. Um, God. Uh... Yeah, I've... <laughs> this is... Speaking of... Speaking of Jim Carrey... Have you ever seen Blank Man? It was Damon Wayans, his his attempt no. at a solo film, like after Jim Carrey had broken off and become a superstar. I know of it, but I never. Watched I it. I saw that a whole bunch of time, but a whole bunch in the '90s. I was older, uh, but it was it was yeah. Damon Wayans playing a superhero named Blank Man. And he's like the world's yeah. first poor black superhero. But it was really, I really liked the character. Even though the character is Damon Wayne's doing is kind of like, I'm retarded kind of shit, which is aged. Even the fact that I said retarded right now, that even me describing it, but that's kind of what the character is. Mm-hmm. Not very PC, but it's, uh, um, but I remember back in the day, I was like, I actually just poor black superhero. I thought it was an interesting idea, but. Yeah, I feel like you have to be a certain age when you like to really fall in love with comedies because we did. You have to be a certain age to fall in love with Caddyshack. You gotta be a certain age Man. to fall in love with the Blues Brothers. Gotta be a certain age for Police Academy. You know, <laughs> Do you have an can't go back and look at that stuff again. Do you have any in checking out on the Police Academy movies? Yes, but no. <laughs> have you seen any of the movies? Yeah. Yeah, I saw him back in the day. Um, that's something. Yeah, that. Well, I guess with all the all all Black Lives Matter those, stuff, like the idea of those were one of those were some of the movies that the you know TV channels would get. Yeah. They'd censor them and they'd play them all the time because they're cheap as shit. Because who wants to buy Police Academy? It is one of those things where how did this movie ever get fucking made? It's like they made like eight of those fucking things. Even the even the I like any any series where like quote unquote good ones are the ones starring Steve Gutenberg. You've already got problems, <laughs> but oh my god, yeah. I, somewhere someone was talking about how like that you know that's a series that obviously not probably not get made today would be goofy cops running around shooting people. But um, yeah. yeah, again, but like yeah, comedy comedy ages can age so poorly so quickly depending on. On like on a, on a bazillion factors, and it can be hard even when a comedy is good and aged pretty well. It can be hard to convince people to go back and re and watch that shit for the first time. Like I like I love like Young Frankenstein, but I don't know if I could ever convince anyone under the age of like thirty to watch it now. Oh, that makes me sound like such mm. a maybe not thirty, but like 
Well, and this goes back to my thing of how I was saying, like, how many kids want to be, like, stand-up comedians versus just, like, YouTube entertainers. I hate to say YouTube, but just, like, internet, you know, you'd be more of an internet, like, you could pretty much do, just, just do the stand-up thing, but do it on the internet. Like, TikTok. TikTok is, yeah. like, you can, you can get those, like, haha, I'm gonna make people laugh jollies, but through that, and, but, you know, also, there's so much entertainment these days, I think even just the movies themselves don't have quite the power, cultural power, that they used to. Like, making it as a movie star is not quite the same thing it was even 20 or much less like 40 years ago when, when the, the jerk was made. But. Anyway, so, yeah, sorry, apologies for turning this into a referendum about the, the status of comedy and modern oh, technology and and the Gen Zers or whatever the fuck, but... Yeah. But it's interesting it's that, like, this is... Yeah, th this is kind of the start of, a, like I said, a genre of comedy movies that have has definitely passed. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought well, sure. I'm glad we got a chance to talk about this other way. So, what are we doing next week? Hi, it's next week's Ludus Amigos. It's oh, we're up to an... okay, we're up to the I Latin American Salutus phase Amigos. of the Disney productions. Okay, yeah, uh, which I, be I believe uh, I watched, and we're gonna have a short ass episode. Well, that's why I was suggesting we could, if we wanted to, we could cram Ludus Amigos and the Three Caballeros together. But but that's totally we your could, call. But we could also just have, have a, a nice easy week. <laughs> which that's fine. I'm fine with having a 25 minute episode of just like yep. Yeah. That's so, so. You watched that this week. Yeah, I had it on while I was just doing shit. So you weren't even taking notes or anything like that? No. Okay. No, I, w I wanted to see if it was Is... worth. May I don't know. Maybe we'll combine. I oh, I'm know. not. I'm I, like, I just, I, I, yeah, I'm not dying to do that. But um, is there, are there going to be shorts in between this and Three Caballeros? Or would Three Caballeros be the next thing right after Saludos Amigos 2? Um... There's only one short in between Saludos Amigos. And oh, okay, so we could we'll figure out something. Okay, yeah. Uh, but like I said, that's really I have my heart set not in any particular way about how you want to tackle that. So uh, I'll figure it out. I'll watch Three Caballeros again and see if it's that's that's a little there. I wonder. As well. I'm assuming they must have been made at the same time, which is one of the only reasons why I'm pushing to do both at the same. Well, or how similar Saludos they might Amigos be. Was popular enough that they just made it into the Three Caballeros. Aren't those things mostly just musical numbers too? There's like not even really much of a plot. There's a cup, you know. There's no plot at all. Yeah, it's see, that's what I'm saying. Hey, yeah. look at, look at Brazil. It's cool. Now here's a short about a parrot. Cool, okay. great. Well, I'll let you watch that. You could, yeah. You totally forgot what you want to do with that stuff. And yeah. I think, oh, you know what? Wait, what episode mm. is this? This is episode two. Okay, two uh, forty nine. The next episode will be two fifty. I was thinking oh, about we could. Louise. That's, we're like in a couple weeks. It's gonna be August. It's gonna be what the sixth anniversary of this podcast. I was Some thinking about like, like I should do something. I don't know what we could do as like a little mini celebration. I think I think in the past we've done a couple just like review and retrospectives of just like what have we done in the last couple of years? I don't know if we've done that much interesting since the last time we've done one of those to justify another us just talking about us. <laughs> Um, Aside from just changing the format of shit, crazy. But I like the idea rather than changing the format. It's just kind of slowly, not even slowly evolved, but I like it just half turned into something else, which is kind of, I don't know. I don't know if our listeners care much about that. Have our numbers gone down or up as a result of doing Disney through the decades? Uh, it, they stay the same sometimes, depending on what we do, <sighs> okay. they go up. Because I don't know if that would drive on, away like, people if it's popular or, or that consistency would lure more people in. The fact that at least no matter what I talk about, at least, you know, every other week that you're talking about, you're talking about something that most people should be easily, easily able to follow at home. 
and also guarantees that most of the stuff we're talking about in terms of Disney, most people have seen or at least heard of in some way, whereas where I, whereas I'm talking about the old stuff, I tend to pick an, enough stupid, obscure stuff where I could totally see people still just, like, tuning out on some of the episodes. If I'm like, I want to talk about this Phoebe Cates camera commercial from Japan from 1983. And everyone's mm-hmm. going to be like, I'm not tuning into that. I don't know what that is. Everybody's Bill's out of his favorite. mind. Yeah. Um... Yeah, no, this they've we've been we haven't lost or gained really. Okay. Kind of stayed this stay Not that I, I've I've never bothered to. I don't think I've ever asked you for a specific numbers about like how we're doing or anything like that. As long as we get any kind of feedback, even if it's just you know like Jonathan Mitchell or Keegan or or uh, listeners online and stuff like that, I'm just glad to know that people are out there and, and whatever we can do to assage people's uh, freaking out about just the way the world is right now. I'm kind of glad to help people. Yeah. So, and this is, you know, for us, this is a nice outlet, too. A little... Numbers are a little down with the quarantine, just because all podcast numbers are down with the quarantine. Oh, of course, yeah. Because people aren't, like, listening while they're driving to work and whatnot. God, so. I'm already starting to see in my YouTube feed people going back to, like, they're posting, like, here's my first Dole Whip from Disney World after the pandemic. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, so... Although, I guess if you got, like, a Disney Parks youtube channel like even if you're even if you're wary about going back you kind of i guess you kind of have to go back just to keep your channel alive especially if that's your actual literal literal um way of making money like i'm glad i don't entertain people for a living i'm glad that this podcast can be relatively disposable for me like i don't like yeah neither of us are like have to worry about pulling in stunts on the podcast just to make sure we can pay rent or mortgage or whatever next month or Nope, this yeah. is just a way for you and me to talk about dumbass movies. Like the jerk. The, the, maybe the king like dumbass the, of all movies. Like the jerk. Yeah. What's your, like... I guess we should wrap this up rather than me asking. Like, I'm trying oh, to think... Fine. Uh, we, what, what's we your only... favorite dumb comedy? Doesn't it necessarily have to be a comedian vehicle like this, but... Boy. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know. Let me. There's so many to choose dumb from. Dumb comedies, and like, I don't even know what you could count in there. You need, you need Mad Mad, it's Mad Mad World not going to count? Not one of your favorites? Hells no. God damn. You know what? I think the jerk even seems just even that much better in the wake of watching It's a World, world Mad, Mad Mad World just so recently. Um. Boy, I, I don't know. I don't know what would be considered a dumb comedy. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. We'll wrap this and up. Some then. of these lists are just real. They're just garbage. Yeah. There's just a lot of garbage on here. Magic Mike XXL. <laughs> there we go. That's a smart comedy. What are you talking That's about? So That's smart. a beautiful. Yeah. I like. Were you there when you came to my birthday party and I made everyone watch Magic Mike XXL? Yes. That was a good time. I'm sure you're probably rolling your fucking eyes, but I had a good time with that. Hey, have you seen any of the Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder movies? Man, I... Uh, one, one of my first uh, experiences as a kid going to a uh, drive-in theater was seeing Silver Streak. Mm. Uh, God, that... There's... Is it Silver Streak where fucking Richard Pryor has to dress up Gene Wilder to, to pass his black so they can get past the security station at the train station? Boy, you got me there. Oh, so you've never seen Silver... You've never seen those movies? I've never seen any of them, no. It is... That is such... That's one of my favorite weird things in comedy. That Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor hit it off so well that they made so many goddamn movies together. Um... Because they are such wildly different personality types. 
And but like they're both very human people. That's one of the things I always loved about Richard Pryor is that he was such like he seems like such a normal beat down kind of guy. But Gene Wilder was mm -hmm. so like eh, that bit, but he almost seemed like he was floated in from a different plane of existence. Um, there's no that's just you have no specific idea. No, I was just wondering if there's it's any good. I've always heard that Silver Strike is the only good one they they did. I know that the last one they did together was like hear no evil, see no evil. One of them's blind, the other one's deaf. And I remember it's mm -hmm. like when the reviews came out for that, people were like, "Oh my god, this is terrible." I was like, Ugh. Mm. Um, but actually, just even Richard Pryor stuff. I keep on meaning to do, like, I don't know how we would do it, but I would. Would you? I would always love to do like a comedy album, like do like a Richard Pryor album for the podcast or something like that. I don't know, cause like <laughs> you were talking about how rough it is to talk about a movie, comedy movie. Imagine talking about a kind of like I like the part when he said, "Kids like to eat the chocolate cake." Uh, mm. that was a good part. Yeah, so I don't know. Would you consider the Monty Python movies dumb movies? Yeah, but I think they're... I think they're immediate ancestors to what I would consider to be the modern dumb movie. Oh, uh, okay. And I'll You're see... For... Yeah... I think they're, they're very smart movies pretending to be dumber than they are. It's mm. not quite Twinkie Wiener Sandwich. <laughs> Like, the, like, there's more, like, the, I think Monty Python's operating on more levels than a true dumb comedy would. Oh, that's it. The Jerk and UHF, another link. They're both Twinkie-related comedies. Um, <laughs> Twinkie Wiener Sandwich. I love movies. I love people. I love humanity. Cause I, I feel oh, like no, the answer would be one of the Jim Carrey movies, but I, I, I have enough... Uh, self-reflection to know those probably aren't good. Yeah. How many... <laughs> and are garbage. I mean, he only did comedies for a very... Not a very limited amount of time, but, like, he had... He, it was, seemed like only, like, five years before he started, was like, now I'm an artist. I want yeah, people to take he... me seriously. So there can't be... Yeah, you said me, myself, Irene, the cable guy, two Ace Ventura movies. The Mask. The Mask. Dumb and Dumber. Dumb. Okay, that's actually a decent amount. Oh, I forgot about Dumb and Dumber. Bruce Almighty. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever seen Kingpin? No. The comedy bowling thing? I, no, I had a really good time with that back in the day. I don't know how well that's aged, but speaking of the Farley Brothers. I don't know how much any Farley Brothers stuff has aged. <sighs> well, we were just talking about something recently that was a movie that was something that got pitched and the Farley Brothers turned it into... It wasn't a movie, Mad Mad World. What's... Anyway, but yeah, if anyone out there has suggestions, recommendations for comedies, done comedies, if you feel like we're missing something obvious in this lineage of stuff, feel free to let us know. Oh, there was something... Oh, it was that John Hughes had written a script for something that eventually got turned into one of the Fairly Brothers movies. I can't remember which one. That's, that's, a, that's what I was thinking about, the Fairly Brothers. Um... And there's, I think, yeah, does, I think I've got one more John Hughes teen comedy I want to tackle before does, we're uh, done with that, too, so, unfortunately. Does Claudia with a Chance of Meatballs count as a dumb movie? No, because I don't think it really... <laughs> well, then, it's also weird, because a lot of... Especially for for kids, a lot of those movies feel obli obligated to tell dumb jokes just to make kids laugh, but it's not quite the same thing as, like, a quote-unquote adult comedy being dumb. Mm -hmm. Um, and also, Cloudy with a Chance, 
chance of meatballs is pretty clever. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 it. Dumb comedies is like porn in that I can't explain it, but I know it when I see it. Gotcha. So I guess at least that, 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 at least as far as I'm concerned. So okay, the jerk. Yeah, that was the jerk. Yeah, it's good. Bill loves it. It's whatever. <laughs> I'm glad you survived this episode. Oh god, yeah, I didn't hate it. I I I'd watch it again. I guess it's it's relatively inoffensive. It's not like yeah, you're not gonna die watching it or anything like that. But hopefully, hopefully not. not. I mean, die with burned up Peter's titties in my mouth. I'll die that way. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh. Oh, you know man, Black Dynamite. Black Dynamite's a big, stupid comedy. I love Black Which Dynamite. Black Dynamite. Black Dynamite's the the uh, parody movie with uh, black exploitation films. <sighs> that what's his name put out? Uh, Spawn. Um, what really? Yeah. Oh, what's his name? Todd McFarlane. No, no, no. The actor that played Spawn in the movie. Oh, really? Uh, Isn't he the guy who gets fucked up by the Joker in The Dark Knight? Yeah, Michael J. White. Wait, so oh, so he is. Have you not? Is he a comedian? Have you not, Bill? Oh no. Have you not seen Black Dynamite? No. We have to watch Black Dynamite. <laughs> okay, let's see Black Dynamite. I love Black Dynamite. <laughs> let's see Black Dynamite is a 2009 American black exploitation. You know what? I saw someone claiming that this movie killed like. The black exploitation draw, uh, black exploitation genre, either as straight or as as parody, and like that's the reason why no one else had done anything like this until the, what was the recent Netflix biopic about uh, Rudy Ray Moore? Like this yeah. mo movie essentially killed like even joking about black exploitation for ten years. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know. Man, Who I don't know. This? I think it's hilarious. No, I, I have no no problem checking this out. Let's see. Um, uh, yeah, the filmmaker. Well, yeah, the guy who wrote and directed uh, uh, Black Dynamite only made like three movies. Uh, that's mm. interesting. So, is this like more like a like a is it just is it like a dramedy that's just? Oh no, you said it's a parody though. No, it's a it's a parody it's a straight comedy. up. Man, I have not heard. It does have Ars like... Arsenio Hall as Tasty Freeze. Yeah, there's 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 moments where the, like the boom mics in the shot. Oh, really? And, like, that kind of okay. Are, that's pretty cute. People are like stand up and says the suspect turns startled and like what? reading the stage direction. Okay. Instead of the, you know. <laughs> Cedric Yarborough as Chocolate Giddy Up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I can't. I, you need to see Black. We should Dynamite. do one-two punch of doing Black Dynamite. Well, I guess that's totally breaking the podcast. If we talk about the fucking. Although we could talk about a Rudy Ray Moore movie if we're not going to talk about the Netflix Rudy Ray Moore biopic. But have you seen mm -hmm. that? That was actually pretty good. It was written by the same guys who wrote Ed Wood, and it's pretty much just uh, Black Ed Wood, but it's really good. Yeah, I can't remember. I got into it. It's a I little can't slow. How far I got. And if you don't know yeah. Rudy Ray Moore movies it's gonna be a little extra like what okay but not that everyone knew ed wood movies before they saw ed wood and that ed wood was good too but anyway yeah yeah if nothing else we should just watch it together over discord or some shit scream at each other do they have a service yet that that is like you could watch movies over the internet and talk talk over it i think netflix had something like that but i don't know because man if there's not one now 
this pandemic is yeah. going to keep on going long enough. They're going to need one before the end of the year because this is not like just a flash in the pan. Yeah, this is going to be someone can actually make some real money off that if the studios can wise up and agree to let uh, people stream and watch their movies. Together. Never, never, ever. Studios will never let that. <sighs> I didn't even happen. think about that. I guess we could just talk, like queue up a movie at the same time and just talk over to over Discord. Just hang out on mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's an interesting idea. Okay, I should finally. Okay, I didn't keep saying that we should go. Right, but... So next week is going to be some Disney yeah. shit. This week, it was some Steve Martin shit. Love you, Steve Martin. Love you, yeah. Burnett Peters. He's he's murdering on Twitter. I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. TardyPodcast.com. TardyPodcast on Twitter. I did an hour. Who cares? Anyway, <laughs> shares around. Whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, apologies you know. to Mel Brooks for killing you. Hopefully. <laughs> we, Don't say that. Hopefully. Mel what are you saying hopefully? It's going to be a couple days before this episode comes out. 50-50 chance Mel Brooks is dead by, by Wednesday when this episode goes live. We'll find out. So. Mm. <sighs> so. Sorry for killing right. Carl Reiner by talking about him. So. R.I.P. Everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess this is, this yeah, is the whatever. most like. Yeah. I guess also the jerk is the last kind of like thing that anyone really would really care about to Carl Reiner being a part of. Because, yeah. Shut up. Okay. I don't. The know. end. So, um, yeah, I got nothing else. Hey, you are a fan of this movie, Bill? What's what's the good way to end? We have to be dancing on our porch of our slightly twenty percent larger house, or singing about picking cotton. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's no way to. Get- get exit i'm just i don't need anything from anyone i'm just gonna take this i i just need my daniel my podcast and my listeners just gonna take this lego bobo <laughs> and just, this blank cd i, I found. just need this can of soda leftover pizza my playstation 4 controller no okay. okay take care guys okay. yeah it's a walk of the day adios See, that's funny, because we're talking about Saludos Amigos next week. <laughs> oh, man. I think it just blew out the level. Oh, yeah, my, my visuals sure on, my, on my end of the podcast are like, red alert, red alert. Yeah, it, it muted you on my oh. end. It went so red alert. <laughs> okay, I'm done. All right.